Hey guys, uh, welcome back to Jolene's Choice Podcast. Uh, this is episode 7. I uh, really appreciate everyone actually taking your time to listen to my uh, podcast in all my episodes. You know, really appreciate you guys. I think I use the word appreciate like way too much, but I really do. Because <laughs> this is like one of my first projects that I'm actually trying to um, be as consistent as I can. Uh, where I post uh, different episodes each week. So this week will be quite a serious topic and I, I thought it would be relevant. Um... And not only that, um, I have to thank um, Nara. Like, honestly, she she was the one who suggested this topic, especially with the current situation around the globe. And, and I was like, yeah, let's, let's talk about racial injustice. I think it's a conversation that, um, especially um, you know, on social media, is, is kind of in the open. But I, I don't think... Um, social media has like tapped into a deeper conversation of like where it stemmed from what what anthropologies started this kind of like mentality what shaped back then so um i hope you guys enjoy this episode i wanted to cut it down less than like one hour but i felt like each each topic that we were talking about or which each section we were talking about or each uh, part of the the podcast it it, it felt very relevant and it, it needed to gel together so I didn't really want to cut it. I'm so sorry if it's too long for you guys. But racial injustice is kind of a conversation that um, needs to be posted online and needs to be in the works. If I get cancelled after this, so be it. <laughs> Ultimately, my podcast aim is to actually um, start a conversations that aren't really easy to speak out about. Uh, so, of course, the conversation on racial injustice for this topic is in the context of the US and the UK, um, especially also in the context of Nara's uh, experience growing up as well. So I really hope, um, you know, hearing someone's personal experience will also help you guys kind of understand and empathize and really take note how each person's action really does make an impact. And don't think that your action is small. It, it really does help one person or another. So yeah, I really hope you guys um, enjoy this episode. Uh, also, feel free to reach out to me on my Instagram handle. DM me, Jolene's Choice, if you guys feel like uh, there's some parts that you felt it was insensitive or you think that uh, we should have dived deeper in. You know, if you feedback, feel free. I am willing to listen. I am still learning a lot. Uh, there's so much to learn. <laughs> but I, I would love to hear all your feedback. Alright, enjoy. Hey guys, welcome back to Jolene's Choice Podcast. Really appreciate everyone who actually stayed to like this episode. I think this is episode 7. Oh my god, thank you everyone so much for joining us today. And today we have a special guest. It is my dear friend, Nara. So just a bit of a background. Um, so today's topic will be about racial injustice. And we'll be talking with Nara. And Nara, oh my god, Nara has a very interesting background. So her parents are from Angola. Uh is that part that is is that in South or North Africa? I can't forgot. South. North. South. So sorry. Okay. It is is near South Africa. And so her parents were from Angola and then they moved to Portugal. So she grew up in Portugal during her like her primary school days, her kindergarten, and then uh she moved to uh the UK in London. 
when she was in secondary school. And guess how we met? We met in university in Manchester. That is how we met. Because <laughs> we kind of like, <laughs> we kind of like were from the same hallway. So it was an all girls hall. Not really all girls, like half. One side is all girls and the other side is like mixed. But still pretty cool. Nara, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you, girl? I'm good too. Oh, I'm so excited to talk about this topic because um, I feel that it's, it's such a sensitive topic and yet it needs to be spoken because it's such a hard conversation. What do you think? What's your opinion? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an issue that, you know, that um, it's hard to talk about because people don't want to talk about it because normally it brings a lot of confrontation, you know, a lot of uh, discussion, a lot of debate, you know, people get upset. But it's something that we need to talk about it, you know. We need to address the elephant in the room um, so that we can actually progress, you know. So we can actually improve ourselves, we can improve the lives of our children. Uh, and yeah, so that's my view on no, it. No, I, I, it's so true. No, no, I, I think it's quite true. Like, you know how social media kind of amplifies certain topics that are not really spoken a lot often, especially because um, as as we were growing up, all we had were kind of like our parents, the direct contact of our relatives, as compared to now where we have social media where more conversations are being uh, tapped on, right? Uh, so let's mm. let's start with this racial injustice topic. Let's start with like the concept of race. Maybe you could like share with everyone like what's your thoughts about the concept of race? Yeah, so the concept of race is actually is a social construct, right? Is that's very important to understand. It's a social construct uh, based on 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 biology, uh, very which is which is crazy, right? Um, where um, this anthropologist decided that um, race, uh, white people were better than uh, black people or Asian people. Um, and that also had to do with the, you know, skull, the skull size. So the larger the skull was, uh, the more intelligent and the more, the m- more um, civilized the person were. Um, and uh, the smaller the skull was, the less civilized, the less intelligent. Um, and as you can imagine, obviously, like the larger school, I mean, this thing obviously uh, favored white people, right? And it was a way to implement power um, and to, um, you know, f- help, you know, um, Port- Portugal or UK, the UK um, or other empires, France, um, to you know, gain territory in, in in African countries, in South America, in Asia. So yeah, is that's the the idea of race. There's a social construct uh, based on on biology. Um, you know, now it's completely um, dismissified. It doesn't exist. Such idea doesn't exist. But yeah, it's on the idea that hierarchy. Black, white people are naturally superior than any other race. Oh, I wanted to ask you, um, who was this anthropologist? Do you know his name that kind of made this social contract? Yeah, yeah. So his name is was uh, James Morton. James Morton James and Morton. his theory of race was um, 
um, was yes was in was implemented in the 19th century in 1839 this james morton because he made this theory of race in the 1900s it seemed like he was kind of like motivated or he could have been um influenced by the fact that during that period a lot of the countries the larger countries or western countries were going out there to conquer and like build their empire by conquering other smaller nations. Do you what do you think Absolutely. of this um, possibility of uh, reason why he could have been motivated to write this kind of theory of race? Absolutely, yes. It's just again, it, it was his way, um, you know, to um, give like you know, France or, or other Western countries, um, power. And obviously he definitely had profit, or, you know, profit with that uh, somehow um, um, and take the benefits. But um, yeah, essentially is that, you know, power, money, um, and yeah, other advantages. Understood. I, I think it's good that we, we touched on it, like where where this idea come from, you know what I mean? Because it will kind of give the audience like, okay, so this is where we are heading into. So um, in as a disclaimer to the audience, um, this is more of a discussion. Um, and, you know, if you have any feedback, feel free to uh, message in my Instagram, my DM, uh, because, you know, we is a discussion and we would like to talk about these kind of topics that, you know, not many people are willing to talk about. So moving on to the topic, so you mentioned about how the concept of race is a social construct, right? And I think there's one more thing I feel everyone should mm-hmm. really understand. And I think not many or not many of my audience would probably know the differences. Maybe you could share and enlighten everyone what are the difference what's the difference between race, ethnicity and nationality? So um race and nationality or Race, ethnicity, and nationality. <laughs> sure, sure. Sorry, the connection is so bad, but yes. So, um, it, yeah. So, race is, as we said, is a social construct, and is divided into five five races. And then ethnicity, though, is is about the you know shared cultural characteristics of a certain race. So it goes deeper, right? So in ethnicity, for example, you might have uh, in Nigeria, someone who is um, Igbo and is um, Hausa, right? Same color, um, but, you know, they have different realities, different um, um, values, perhaps different religions. So is that separation? It goes further than, the, than just the color of the skin, right? And then nationality has to do with the place that you were born, Right? And that doesn't have to be connected with, with your race, right? For, my, for example, I was born in Portugal, which would be, you know, seen as like a very white country. But yeah, I'm black, but I'm still Portuguese. So it's, it's important to differentiate that, um, yeah, that, that thing of, you know, race, um, ethnicity and nationality. 
No, I, I think you made a very good example uh, because for me, so my my ethnicity is Chinese, but my nationality mm-hmm. is Singaporean because there mm-hmm. are other ethnicities in Singapore as well. We have like uh, Indians, Malay, Eurasian. So it could you could be and you could be any race, regardless regardless of race. But you, it is true. Nationality is based on like the country that you are born in. So I think it's very good that um, the audience now has this idea and this understanding of the differences in these three uh, terminology. So moving on, um, maybe you could share with everyone uh, more about like, you know, your experiences with this racial injustice. What, what was it like growing up in Portugal? What was the differences you've had between living in Portugal and living in the UK? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Um, so I grew up in northern part of Portugal, which is a very, very white area, right? Um, and I was the only black girl in my class. Um, and in the school, I think it was like only like four people, only four black people. Really? Um, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. It was like me and my sister and some other guy. And like, I think the other one was like mixed or something. So it was a very white, as you can imagine. And, and so, um, it was kind of hard to understand um, or, you know, to understand like how black, you know, other, our reality, uh, because I was so immersed in like in the, in the white culture, I didn't get to explore my black side, I would say, or my Angolan side. And then moving to the UK, um, <laughs> I, I literally get cultural shock because I moved to London and London is very multicultural and I was just surprised to see so many people from different countries, um, different nationalities, uh, different races. Um, and, and I was shocked. I was like, oh, my gosh, like so many people, so many black people. And I was, you know, <laughs> you know it, it's funny. But, yeah, that's that's how I I, I, I saw myself. And I, I, was, I was completely confused and confused, but like happy to see that sort of diversity um, and very excited to understand you know um what it's like to be you know i don't know um sri lankan or what it's like to be i don't know malay or nigerian or Ghanaian. um i was very very excited to to do that and yeah and for me it was has been a journey to you know trying to understand um the different cultures that exist in the uk um No, it's pretty cool how like you went from Portugal <laughs> to a multicultural city like London, right? Or even in Manchester, like how we met. Um, mm-hmm. Like even for myself, like it was my first time yes. meeting people from different countries, different ethnicity, and it made me realize how how small my world was without actually trying to understand other people's mm-hmm. culture. You know what I mean? And the exposure yeah. really helped. Like, um, you maybe you could share with us more about, um, you know, and if you face any like kind of racism when you were growing up in Portugal or in London, what what were the differences? Mm, yeah. So like, <laughs> it's so funny that you mentioned because it, it was a massive, 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 massive difference, and I, I think it has to do with the fact with my upbringing, as I mentioned. So uh, when I was younger, I, huh, 
people used to be kids used to be mean kids used to be mean and yeah um, kids are really mean I agree. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um and you know they used to say like words you know like oh yeah poo poo head um you know just things that you know it, it actually hurts you know it, it, they really really hurt and I remember that when people when kids they used to say those things like the teacher didn't do anything you know it's kind of like, like they say hurtful things to you right yeah how things yeah and and no one did anything uh teachers haven't you know said oh um what you said is wrong um apologize you know they didn't they didn't want to acknowledge the the fact that that was wrong and that needed to be punished um mm. and yeah i think it was is it's very sad you know like to see that um when you're growing up because then it actually um fuels them or these kids to keep saying those things and getting mm. away and you know not being you know not not being punished for what they're doing which is wrong like being racist is, is wrong um mm. and then moving to the UK um uh, moving to London I experienced a different reality in a sense that I remember that <laughs> some people who were um for example if so, someone said the, like the n-word right mm-hmm. um yeah. there would be literally consequences consequences things like detention or even um not exclusion i mean exclusion for like one or two days so do you see the difference um that mm. you see that um people then are being account you know they are being responsible for their actions you know, we did something wrong. Therefore, we're actually going to take action on this. And hopefully you won't do it. You know, we're not, you're not going to do this again. Mm. Um, and it's something that needs to be, um, you know, in place. Those such measures need to be in place. Um, so people can actually reflect on their, in their bad behavior and, and not do it again. Um, yeah. And not do it again. So, yeah. No, cause, cause I, I really, you know, I never knew until you shared with me that like you face like bullying in terms of racist remarks, mm. you know, when you were growing up, and then in the UK it was so different because all these kids they get detention. Do they get suspension or do they get? Yeah, like it was like one or two days. Yeah, I think there's oh. like another term I forgot, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, like two days, like not going to school because they said oh. like the N word or something. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. yeah. I I think that is very good um to ingrain it in the school. You know what I mean? Mm. So that all these children will have this mentality, oh, okay, that's bad. Mm. We can't do that, you know? And Absolutely. so what's your opinion about like the current state of this, you know, in the context of the UK and the US? Mm. What's your opinion of what's going on, you know, you know, with the whole current topic of racial injustice mm. like for example in the u.s there was a death of uh, of george floyd and then in the uk i'm uh, no, sorry not uk in, like in the U in portugal you mentioned there was a death of a black man out of nowhere mm. you know or, or even like recent times in atlanta six asian women were killed so mm-hmm. so what's your opinion of this like from a very macro point of view like a big picture mm-hmm. see this is a thing, like, it, it just tells us, it's an indicator that this issue is 
pretty much alive. You know, it's here. Mm-hmm. And, and we must address it. We must speak about it. You know, we must have discussions about this, but we must take, you know, the extra step, as I said, to implement measures that hold these people accountable, right? So in, things in the legal system, you know, um, and protection um, for, for, you know, ethnic minorities, more support needs to be done for sure. And it's not things that should just be on paper. For example, in the UK, we have the Equalities Act, which is a way to support, um, you know, all sorts of, you know, like ethnic minorities and other things. But, you know, it can't just be on paper. You know, we need more visible um, action uh, from the government, discussions uh, in the UK. So it's just, it's an indicator that more needs to be done. People are suffering from this. Let's not forget, people are suffering from this. Um, and, you know, and if you don't act on this, people will, will continue to, you know, this pain will, will perpetuate. It will perpetuate. So I, that's what I would say uh, about it, um, these particular issues. Um, and, you know, they're not random by any way because... Um, mm-hmm. yeah. um, or, oh, because I had, I was listening to the, 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 the interview and I think the, the, the officer was saying, oh, but this has, it hasn't, you know, this, um, this killing, the killing of six Asian women has nothing to do with like, um, race. I mean, it has, <laughs> it has. And, um, and we need to talk about this. People don't want to talk about it, but we need to. So you mentioned about uh, it's very good that you you have a very strong opinion on it because I think it's very important that these issues are actually not really spoken a lot about, especially in maybe in sectors like the law or even in the government. So perhaps you could elaborate further, like what kind of accountability um would or what kind of actions or measures uh, do you see? or would you suggest would be implemented in the future? Um, So in the legal side, um, I mean, there's things like that in place already. So, you know, like if someone committed a hate crime, yeah, the qualities are, yeah, like the hate crime and things like that. Um, So that obviously needs to be in place. You know, if, if these things happen, you know, the person needs to be charged with, charged with uh, um, a hate crime, right? It's, mm. it's not just any crime. No, let's it's call things... Crime. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Let's call things with, with their name. They have a name and it's a hate yeah. crime. So yeah. that needs to be addressed. And also with, like, the um, like, uh, communication... So, for example, uh, the communication sector, right? You know, when they're reporting these things they also have the, the responsibility to say, this is racially motivated, you know? Oh, mm. not just say, oh, it's any crime. No, if it's racism, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, this person is being charged for racism. So that's that accountability from, like, the legal side and for the communication side, too. And also, mm-hmm. you know, schools. I think schools, you know, they are, <laughs> you know, they, the, the place where, you know, kids spend most of their day. Yeah. They spend their time inside of the school. 
And, you know, I think teachers, educators, they have a powerful, very powerful job to, you know... Mm, teachers, yes. Yeah, to, you know, to teach these things. And, and so I think things like that need to be in the curriculum. You know, the, the discussions and debates about race need to be in the curriculum because they challenge, you know, certain uh, ideas, they deconstruct certain ideas. So it's, you know, when you start from a very young age... Um, instructing, you know, about the, the values of equality, the values of um, mm. empathy, you know, mm. um, it, it will shape, it will shape us, right? Definitely shape yeah. us and it make us a better people, a better community and, and, and better society. So it needs stuff from early on. These things can't just, you can't learn these things like when you're adults, no, because we already have, you know, our habits and our ways of doing things. No, we need to start when we are very young. No, I, I love it how you segregate these uh, suggestions from the legal point of view, the mm. media, the media, like the communication, how, how they inter- not interpret, more like how they convey the message. If it's racially motivated killing, is racially motivated killing, do not say it's random. And, and for schools to actually uh, incorporate this kind of education or into a curriculum, you know, Kids need to learn about this. This is a topic that should not be like kept underneath the rug. It needs to be addressed, right? Mm-hmm. And and I think it's so important that you mentioned about schools because um, you know, you know, children we we absorb information really quickly, and I think it kind of exp- like I'm sure you you know we were talking uh, uh, offline, not on podcast, where like uh you know kids you know they may say a certain racist remark. But where is this racist remark coming from? It's coming from the way their parents are talking about it, the way they they observe the ad- adults around them. And so, like, if we incorporate a curriculum about educating, okay, you know, uh, what is racism? What's, what, what is going on in the current situation? Um, and these kids would then have a better, like, understanding that, you know, it's important to have empathy for others. It's important... Uh, the way you speak and the way you address the remarks you make really hurt other people. It may not hurt you, but it does hurt other people as well. And and as well as talking about the systems that are in place that some minorities are definitely uh, may face. Um, what's that word? Um, disadvantage. It is mm. right. Am I correct? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely absolutely yeah so so yes it's very important to talk about this like um so just a reminder to all my audience this is all in context of uh, the uk and the us um and so you know moving on you know you mentioned about um educating students at a young age um so what's your opinion about this raising awareness what do you what's your opinion about it like why is it so important to raise awareness about racial injustice is you know fundamentally is is about you know um being empathetic and understanding that um people some people go through certain situations right um and because i mean that has to do with, with the system so it is, um, you know, raising awareness is, it offers a different narrative of things. 
uh, is a way to also um, shine on the topic of representation, which is so important. Um, and, you know, that also has, as we know, for example, you know, with representation, um, that has, you know, if a person is less, is not represented in, I don't know, in, in, in the social setting, in media, that has like a, a big impact on, on, on their self-esteem and, you know, and how society perceives um, a certain community or how they perceive themselves. So raising awareness is talking about stories, narratives that, you know, certain communities go through. Um, and yeah. Um, yeah, that's all I would say. Yeah. Re yeah. Representation and storytelling and showing like the other side and the suffering of, of, of different communities. No, I think it's very important, especially um, like no matter what ethnicity you come from, I think in the media context, there needs to be a representation for children to look up to. Am I correct? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, when I was younger, I didn't have any like role models like in the Portuguese TV. Um mm -hmm. And I think that had like a massive impact on, you know, defining like what I could achieve and what I couldn't achieve. Because, oh, wow. I mean, how can, yeah, because how can you, you know, um, aim to be someone like, you know, in a place of power when you don't have no one, you know, who is there? Um, mm -hmm. Because indirectly, like they tell you like, yeah, you know, like I'm here, you know, mm -hmm. if I'm here, like you can also be here. But I haven't had any sort of like role model or anything like that. Um, mm. So it is it's extremely important because it tells, again, it tells your story, your story, mm. your narrative, your suffering, you know, things mm. are through. Also, another thing that yes. just came to my mind is like, um, <laughs> I know it might sound very stupid, but like, you know, with no, hair no. products, right? Yes, I have yes. never seen like any adverts on African uh, uh, hair products oh seriously so, yeah for real oh and and, okay. and and when you think about it, it it's, it's it's quite tragic because you know my texture my hair texture mm. is, is not is like it's like a, a caucasian um person's hair texture right yeah yeah but, um it, it's very different and you know by saying that by not by not sharing like a um you know my uh, you know, by not exposing my hair texture on, like, say, an advert or things like that, just saying, like, oh, well, you're, you're, you don't matter, mm, you know? In, yeah. And, in fact, in fact, you have to assimilate, like, you have to um, yeah. be like us. And that's what mm. something that, you know, a lot of black women start doing is, like, relaxing their hair, so straightening their hair. Do you know what I mean? Mm, yeah, yeah. So it's it's very it's very dangerous. It's a very dangerous thing of not having uh, representation, and it makes you you know want to change your identity to fit in into like the the you know the predominant identity, which in this case was like white, and mm. you know it, it, in a way it's kind of sad because you kind of um, neglecting your own identity, your African identity. In my case, my African mm. identity which is something that I should be proud of. But yes, by not telling true. the stories, 
yeah. by no, no, no showing us on adverts. He's saying like, you don't matter. We don't care about you. You're not important. Mm. No, it's it's such an important um conversation to talk about because like representation in different forms of media, be it advertisement, TV shows, movies, really impacts um especially those who are very young children where they're very impressionable because mm. they absorb and and wow no thank you for sharing about the hair products because i kind of feel you like when i was growing up um when singapore wasn't really um exposed to a lot of like like uh different products we we like when i was very young you know back then we only imported like um western kind of products or Ooh, whatever really? it was right yeah yeah um, well, i was very young now now we have different variety right um so back then the hair products that i could only find were, were like only like showing um caucasians mm. or like a girl with a blonde hair and it never felt right with my hair my 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 towel because right? my hair is very fine right and yours is more coarse am i correct mm. so so like what you mentioned is very important that there needs to be um, products that fit a certain, uh, like different types of hair uh, or even different um, ethnicity because everyone is very different. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I, I want to say something. I'm so sorry. But you know, you know how you mentioned how like it's so important that representation. I felt like one of the breakthrough, I'm not sure if you felt that, but for me, one of the breakthrough was uh, having a movie like Wakanda for the children. Because I felt like, especially kids, they finally have like a superhero they can look up to. You know what I mean? Yes. And they feel empowered. And I think that's such an important uh, emotion or feeling that children need to learn at a very young age is self-empowerment. Wow. wow <laughs> so sorry. Wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe because I grew up not having that. So I would like the children of the future to have that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I feel on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, because... Because it's just send the message like, yeah, I can be like that. I can aspire to be like, I just, I look literally just like you. And, you know, and you look just like me and I can achieve that. Like, and, you know, especially when you talk about super, being a superhero, right? You know, saving yeah. the world and all these things. Yeah. And yeah. if you have like a white, you know, if you're a black child and if you mm-hmm. have like, all you have is white heroes you can't really mm. relate to that you know it's, it's kind of like okay yeah he can save the world mm. but i can't mm. right and 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 then you know having that someone who looks like you is like oh my gosh it's inspiring it's like oh i can be like him or i can be like mm. her i can change the world you know yeah and, yeah i love it i think the kids it is a breakthrough but there's still so much um progress as a whole like in different countries you know you know okay uh, maybe let's move on to a different uh, uh to the next topic which is about um understanding that we are different but that does not mean that we should use the difference against one another what's your opinion about that yeah because yes. i you know i remember you mentioned about how there's like some people on social media they say we are all the same unquote so what's your opinion of that why is that <laughs> offensive yeah. i find it problematic <laughs> i find it 
incredibly problematic, right? Yeah, yeah. Because let's face it, we're not the mm. same. Mm. Yes and no. Okay, I'm going to start with the yes. Yes, we are the same in a sense that we have all this, the intrinsic value, okay? Mm. We all have the yes. same value and you should re- be respected as such. That's fundamental, you know, that's key to understand, to have, you know, for empathy and equality. But at the same time, we have to understand that we are different. We look different. We speak differently. We have different backgrounds. That's very, 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 very important to acknowledge that. And in fact, um, it, is, is, you know, it, it gives us more homework to do and, and, more, and might cause a lot of um, conflicts and things like that. But it's, it's useful to you know, understand our own differences you know, to, and actually to build more empathy um, you know, towards one another. So, yes, we're different. You know, like my skin color is different from yours, right? Um, you know, phenotypically, like our, our physical features are different. You know, mm-hmm. our values, some of our values are different. And that has to mm-hmm. do with cultural aspects. They are different. And we must acknowledge that. Like, they are different. And it's hard to, you know, to accept that, that difference because then mm-hmm. it means that, you know, we don't, if, if we, we just say like, oh, we're all the same, mm. you know, we don't have to, we don't have to even bother looking at all those differences. We're just like, yeah, we're all the same. Okay, cool. Mm. And, and acknowledging those differences, mm. you know, is, is giving us more homework to do. And, you know, mm. yeah, so yes, we are different. We are different, but doesn't mean that we, in, in, our intrinsic value, um, sorry, it, but it also means that um, we are all the same intrinsically. We all have the same value. So, yeah. No, thank you for sharing uh, about how the phrase we are all the same is offensive because ultimately they these people are not accepting the fact that there are differences, right? Mm. They, they, they're not realizing that, yo, there's a difference between us, but that does not mean that we should hate on each other, right? Exactly, exactly. Those differences, they, they should build, build us even more, right? Mm, it's yeah. because we're different. Yeah. We're going to have the commitment, we're going to commit mm. to understand each other, mm. right? Yeah. To understand each other, to listen to one another, to listen mm. to our own you know differences and challenges because we we know when you talk about difference we talk about different challenges right Mm. and it's important to signal that to signal yeah no i i think yeah it's a very important signal that yes i agree um perhaps you could share with the audience like what were some of the phrases that you found offensive but the person did not know that they found offend they were offending you. Mm. So for example, um, oh, you're so pretty for a black woman. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh you're so well spoken. Like, why? Like why are you telling me this? Because I think at the back of the mind, people have the, this preconception of, you know, like a black person is this primitive, you know. Um mm-hmm. I mean, all of these in quotations, right? But um, um, in quotes, sorry, in quotation marks, like, yeah, primitive, 
uh, savage, you know, is on the back of the mind, or on, on, on people's mind, you know, on society's mind. And, um, you know, it is horrible to hear these things, like, mm. oh, he's so well-spoken, like, why shouldn't I? Like, yeah. don't tell me, like, why shouldn't I? Mm. Um, uh, is that because I'm black, you know, and you have anything like, oh, primitive and... Uh, no, like it's 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 very it's very heartbreaking. Um, yes, yeah, so it was one of the few things like that I heard like growing up, um, mm-hmm. and even in Portugal, even in my 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 hometown is like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. your, your Portuguese is so good. Like, huh? So, <laughs> but you grew up there. <laughs> no, I was born and raised here. Like, what? What? <laughs> And again, it's this preconception, like, oh, but, you yeah. know, like, oh, black people, primitive, they, you know, they can't speak, yeah. you know. So, yeah. I think, um, you know, you're talking about, of, of like, the offender. Uh, I think one more uh, important point that I think the audience needs to know would be that, like, um, the offender, I think one of the reasons where racism stems from is probably the lack of exposure or the lack of education that not okay i shouldn't use the word education because not everyone's privileged to have education right i mean uh, more of like the lack of exposure to meet people of different culture does that make sense yeah 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 yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah it's just so key to have that you know like exposure um because then it presents you with a different reality and when i mean exposure i mean actually interaction i don't mean like Mm -hmm. oh yeah i had exposure just watching like ah I can't be racist because I watch, you know, this uh, black person on YouTube or I like, you know, no, we're not talking about that. That's not exposure. We're talking about actually reaching out, yeah. reaching out, you know, having conversations and interacting. And um, I know that sometimes that can be, uh, you know, not everyone has that opportunity, like even like myself, like I didn't, you know, as I said, I grew up in, uh, in, in a very vi- uh, white environment. I didn't have that of, uh, of um, privilege to uh, be with people from different cultures and different races. Um, uh, I had the opportunity when I moved to, to London, and mm. and and then and then that was I was able to understand like, oh, okay, yeah, like exposure is key. And then moving to uni, and then like um, having people who are meeting like a black person for the first time, then I understood that yes, this is this is vital. This is vital, like to ask questions, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, asking, I feel like ask the there's so much power in asking questions because that's when you actually find the answers for things, mm-hmm. right? Because you're interacting, True. you're asking, you're challenging. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's how, for example, like a lot of, of things were dismissified, like things like, oh, um, for example, like someone asked me, Oh, do you you know when you have braids, you wash your hair? And I and I was able to say like no no uh, I mean yes we wash <laughs> we wash, <laughs> wash my hair I mean like yes I wash my hair um, you know you're able to have frank conversations and sometimes it can be a little a little bit uncomfortable but they are important to have that exposure mm. like interaction you know mm. asking questions do you mind if I add on about asking questions yeah so I think. Um, in a way, I think we need to kind of have very we have to be very tactful 
in the way we ask questions without being offensive but at the same time it's because it's out of curiosity i want to get to know you you know like so instead of asking like oh do you wash your hair it's more like oh uh, do you face difficulty washing your hair you know it's the way you phrase your questions without being very like offensive that makes mm. sense right yeah um yeah i feel this one is can be interesting right um because and i think it has to do with um um it might differ from person to person um but for me like I actually like I'm at the point in stage that I actually don't mind people asking me um you know the being blunt and just saying like to wash your hair um and and again I'm I'm speaking for myself um Mm -hmm. yeah I like that honesty like Especially if the, if I can see if I can see the person hasn't had any sort of exposure, um, mm. I actually appreciate the person coming to me and asking all these questions because then um, it just shows like the person is willing to learn more, right? True. Well, the, True. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the fact yeah. you're coming to me and asking the question shows like, hmm, it's, hmm, it's very nice. Like you, you want to learn more. You're interested in investing, learn more about this certain issue. Uh, rather than just kind of like being quiet or being like passive and you know mm. um because then that's how things like perpetuate you know when you think that you know when mm. or when you actually don't know right and 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 then you just perpetuate um these things like oh yeah people yeah black people don't wash their don't wash their hair or something or the or the braids or whatever um and and that's because why because you haven't asked any questions um yeah haven't asked no I, I love it i love how you you you're at a stage where you are open to yeah. having people ask questions because i think at this point everyone's kind of i won't say woke but they're like oh shit racism oh shit what do i do what do i not know what do i know you know mm. Some yeah. some people probably would. I don't know what I don't know. You know what I mean? That kind of situation. They're not sure yeah. what they do not know. So I think it's good. Like even for me, when when uh when I went to the UK, right? People think that I can't speak English. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> and and <laughs> and like and like it, it was so funny because I remember one of my friend who uh, he's still my very close friend, but I think it's because he lacked the exposure. But he asked, "So what do you speak back home in Singapore?" You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah. So so it, it, and even though it was, um, it, it felt offensive, but at the same time it was funny in the situation. But it, at the same time, it's it's good that he was asking because yeah. he he was curious, but he he didn't have the exposure. Like he he never met someone from Singapore before. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know who it was? It was Mohammed. <laughs> was it? It was so funny. <laughs> Um, but he's my good friend now because he's from Egypt so I don't think he had that exposure with people coming from the Asian countries you know what I mean true that true that yeah Yeah. I guess I guess all these issues is really about understanding and being empathetic right Mm. wow yeah and I I know we can't change haters (laughs) but like you mentioned, there is a solution and that is accountability through legal actions or mm. through the government incorporating into systems or even even starting from the Ministry of Education, incorporating into curriculum in schools or even like the Ministry of Communications in different countries to incorporate into uh, the way they phrase 
uh, certain headlines, right? Mm. Yeah. Do you have any other uh, <laughs> stories or opinions you would like to share? Um. No, I think... Or advice? Yeah. Advice. Yes, advice. I have... Um, yeah, of course. Um, I think, you know, having the exposure is important. Um, interacting with people from different backgrounds. My gosh, like that's the best thing that you can do. You know, having frank conversations with people uh, from different backgrounds. Mm. Um, asking, you know, like, how does it feel to be, you know, blah, blah, mm. X. Um, do you have any experiences? Um, mm. You know, learning from them rather than just you maybe having your own preconceived idea and, you know, mm. not wanting to talk about it or something. Ask questions. Talk about it. Um, you know, surround yourself with, you know, people, uh, you know, that you wouldn't, uh, you might, you know, you wouldn't be uh, around in your, you know, you know, no more, I don't know, you know, in your environment, right? Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, you help, you help you to grow as a person uh, mm -hmm. to see, like, how other people think, right? Mm -hmm. um, you start expanding your very, perhaps, like, very Eurocentric way of thinking. Mm -hmm. And, you, you know, you, you, you are able to understand, oh, I see why this person is coming from. Oh, okay. Um, you know, you yeah, become more empathetic. It's no longer mm -hmm. just about you and the people who look like you. And, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, it's no, lo it's yeah. no longer about that. Yeah. It's also like, mm, now, what are the other people going through? Mm. How, and also, how can I help? How can I help? How can I help them? Um, does that mean that I'm having, like, you know this sort of thing like podcasts and conversations does i mean i'm mm. taking part of protests you know mm. uh, and being an ally and i think that's really important like and i was so happy that happened like last year you know with the death of george floyd this yes. wasn't just a, dis a discussion of, you know around black people no mm. this was a discussion that you know was obviously about black people and other ethnic minorities but also mm. like black why people were in, in a conversation, you know, mm. and that's helpful. And it's so, so helpful. And I felt so supported when, you know, like, you know, my white friends like reached out. Do you mm. know what I mean? It's important yeah, yeah. to have that ally and that people like that we stand in, solid, in solidarity. We, mm. We're not passive. We're not just here, that, you know, like chilling in the background because, you know, at the end of the day, this, this issue doesn't concern me. Yes, it does concern you. And you mm. should learn something about it. And you should listen to us, mm. you know, and be part of these things. Be part of, you know, mm. changing the narratives because, you know, you have a lot of power. And, we, you know, in order for things to change, you know, we need, we need our voices heard, but equally should, you know, be added to the conversation and mm. to be active in, in you know, in... Um, 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 you know, and being um, against these things and saying, and calling mm. things by their name and saying like, yeah, racism is wrong. 
you know. Mm. So I think this is a hate crime. It's a hate crime. Yeah, this is a hate crime. This racial yeah. motivated. It wasn't just a crime. Yeah. No, you know, yeah. calling things by the name. It, yeah. So it's very, mm. very important to have, you know, you know, white people in in the conversation, and mm. and it shouldn't just be about us, like black community or, or Asian uh, community. You no, know, it's a problem that concerns everyone. True. Period. True. Period. You know, yeah. concerns us all. It's so true. Thank you, Nara. Thank you so much. Thank you for you know for inviting me for this you know this amazing podcast and um and yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Thank you, Nara. I'm so shook. Oh, okay. I was telling Nara like thank you everyone for listening to the end of the podcast. I know it's like 50 minutes long, but I think <laughs> we we were planning and and I think we covered quite a lot of like, the main topics we want to talk about uh, about racially injustice i i understand it's still pretty generic uh, mm. because it's such a large topic um, definitely we're not able to complete it but you know if you really enjoy uh this podcast you know you feel you want to know more ask questions uh you can ask questions through my instagram through dm me and if you have any questions directed for nara dm me too and i will ask nara and maybe we could have another podcast with nara where she answers all your questions wow Amazing. (laughs) Ah, thank you, everyone. Hey, guys. So, thank you so much for actually staying all the way to like one hour of this episode. Really, kudos to you guys. You guys are amazing. Really appreciate all your support. So, um, as I mentioned, you know, this is a very serious conversation, a topic that uh, it needs to be laid out, it needs to be addressed. Like Nara says, we've got to address the elephant in the room. And so, uh, one more thing, do stay tuned. There will be a part two with Nara, probably at the end of May. Uh, we will record another episode about racial injustice again, um, because there are, there are so much to talk about, so much to address. So, yes, see you guys for next week's episode. Bye.